Today on the podcast, we're continuing the series called Stories That Shape Our Faith. This week, it's the account of David and Goliath that's our focus. We're talking about our tendency as people to see ourselves as the hero in the story. But a more accurate view would see David as a type of Christ in this case. Our discussion serves as a great reminder that Jesus is always the hero throughout Scripture, and everything points back to him. Thanks for joining. This is After the Message. All right, guys. Hey. <laughs> hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hi. Mike. Hi. Wow, what an intro. It is. It, it was quite an intro. It was. <laughs> you had the last 10 seconds before. Hey, guys, that would have been awesome. I feel like this happens all the time. It's like we, we have, like, somebody throws a bomb in the room before we start to record. Somebody? Who's like, the somebody? That's Jay. always. Are you implying that it was me? No. It's oh. always Mark Evans. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. I haven't been here in like a month. So you're telling me there's been no... None. You're just None. picking up where you left off. <laughs> well, I am somewhat proud of that and glad to be back. Well, hey, and, and to fill speaking, my of, role. speaking of being glad to be back, I just want to make note that, you know, so like Josh and I are back this week because yes. I listened to last week's podcast. Yeah. And like I, I heard comments about that you guys got rid of the dead weight. And oh, boy. All that stuff. Is that and a fat so, joke? Did I miss that? <laughs> <laughs> I know so, you weren't talking about Mike. So <laughs> so, so we are back. And uh, so it's cool to be in the room. Uh, we've got Sean Selman in the room, Mark Evans, and Jay Fletcher, group's pastor, uh, in the room along with Josh and I today. And, and Corey so. Easley. Don't forget Corey. Well, Corey, yeah. Corey's the our, our faithful uh, He's our producer today. Corey's recording engineer. Corey's always in the room. Right. And um, yeah, he always sits over there and nods. My man. Audio yeah. engineer. Is that what we call yeah. him? Yeah. Or shakes his head if he doesn't agree with us That's or, right. you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> He's like, stop talking, Mark. He <laughs> 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 gives me the sign. So, um, yeah. So, uh, Josh, you and I were in California last week at the Southern Baptist Convention. Anything right. you want to say about that before we move on? No, it was good. I'm glad we had the opportunity to go to represent our church. It is always, it's truly an honor. To go, yeah. um, you know, it's. Uh, yeah, I made reference to it a little bit on Sunday. It's a really big business meeting. You see a lot of people. Uh, most of them you love and and love to do life with, and then there's some that you know they're just not happy about <laughs> anything. <laughs> you wonder if they're happy about breathing. You wonder if they're happy about you know the fact that they exist. But um, you know, we're all family, and and we work through those those meetings together. So it was great to go, but even better to get home. Yes, I agree. Okay, but the weather was nice. Mm. <laughs> oh, so good. Once <laughs> <laughs> we finally got there, right? So the saga of, of all the canceled flights, like I lived that out. My first flight last Sunday morning was scheduled for 10 a.m. I got on that plane at 6 p.m. Mm. Mm, yep. Then missed all my flights connecting to Anaheim and ended up having to catch the last flight to Anaheim and wow. got to my hotel at like midnight that night. But made mm. it. It was great. I got mm. there and I was in a short sleeve shirt and some shorts and it was like, I don't know, 51 degrees. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Freezing. Yeah, it was only 900 <laughs> degrees yeah. here yeah. and 10,000% yeah. humidity. So That's right. awesome. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. It was. We were suffering yeah, out was, there. but It was fantastic. Yeah. You know, I did eat one, one lunch by myself while I was, while I was gone. It was, uh, you know. Josh, it started with Josh, but then it ended by myself. <laughs> I was like, when did you eat my... Oh, yeah, it's because I forgot I had a meeting with the president of the International Mission Board. Oops. Which I thought the meeting which was, by the way. apparently is more important to me. I don't know. Well, it wasn't because it was supposed to be, in my mind, a group meeting, right? So I was just joining in a group, and he's going to talk to us. Well, come to find out it was just a meeting with me. 
And, and Mike how and did I, you get that meeting? Because my man Mark Evans, your set missions it up, pastor, set you up set with me, the IMB uh, president. We see how much he thought about it. We're tight. It. Yeah. And it was great, and it could have been great, but the morning went long. Again, crazy relatives coming to convention <laughs> caused the meeting to go an hour and a half past time. So we break for lunch, we schedule it. I'm giving you all the excuses to put you where I am. <laughs> Mike and I walk almost two miles. That may yeah, be an exaggeration. It was a, it was a long wow. way. We finally get to this noodle shop, and it was awesome, right? <laughs> so we get in there. Nobody in California believes in air conditioning because in the morning and at night, it's 51 degrees. But at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, yep, it so felt much. like 100 degrees. We walk two miles, sweating like a dog. So that we bring out the noodles. It's 159. I remember it like seared into my memory. <laughs> 159. I get a text from the guy, Mick, who is mm-hmm. the guy, our connection. And Mick says, hey, where are you? I'm walking in. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, Mick, you're not going to believe this. I am two miles away. And he's, all he said, text back was, you're kidding, right? And I was like, <laughs> uh, uh. and I look at Mike, I was like, I got to go. I threw my credit card. I called the Uber. God was gracious. There was an Uber sitting outside, jump in for the two mile trek back in, sitting there. I don't, I mean, I'm not trying to make pleasantries with the driver, but it's a sweet lady who uh, had grown up in, in Anaheim and she makes mention that, yeah, have a busy day. You're my last ride of the day. I'm, I'm so thankful I could pick you up and carry you to this place um, because right after this, I'm going to a church event. I said, a church event? That's why we're here for the Southern Baptist Convention. She said, well, what do you do? I said, I'm a pastor. She goes, oh, that's great. I just recently became a Christian, my son and I. Mm. I said, oh, my goodness. I had like 30 seconds left. And I was like, well, 30 seconds. Tell me your story. I'd love to know. She said, well, my husband is not a Christian. But I and my son just became a Christian, and tonight we're going to a service that somebody's going to present the gospel to him, and we're praying that he becomes a Christian tonight. Wow. Mm. And I'm sitting here thinking, what in the world is going on? Like, I'm late for this meeting. I smell like a Vietnamese noodle shop. Uh, I have my to-go bag of noodles (laughs) dripping sauce in her car, and God has placed her in my path. And I'm like, I just, uh, uh, I'm going to give you a really big tip, and I need to pray for you, but I got to run upstairs. So all of that happened, run upstairs. I am pouring sweat, and I walk into a room, and I still didn't know it was just Paul Chitwood and I. I thought it's a big group. I walk in the room. Paul's standing there, all six foot five of him. Josh Brady, Dr. Brady, how are you? And I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> so it was a great meeting. Well, I prayed for you the whole time after no, you I left. Didn't. I just, yeah. No, you didn't. You, sit there and you ate your shaken beef with garlic noodles. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm amazed that you even remember I'll never forget was. that meal in my life. It was so good. It was awesome, and I smelled like it. Uh, shaken beef and garlic well, noodles. Give hey, it to me. I'm sure you were in great form when you met with Paul Chipman. I was in form. Um, <laughs> so... Well, anyway, we had a great time, and uh, but but now we're back. So uh, here we are, uh, Sunday, fantastic. We're continuing the, the stories that shape our faith uh, series. We were talking about David and Goliath this week, and uh, or, or David mostly, but uh, Goliath was a part of the story. Um, and so it was also um, uh, it was two big things. Yeah, two, two big, big things. things. Also yeah. Juneteenth, Juneteenth was, and Father's was, Day, and. And Father's Day, yes. So, man, I feel like, I don't know, I think there's been too much going on. Mm -hmm. I'm forgetting all this stuff. So, um, yeah, so a lot of stuff going on, Uh, as always. So we hear things in these these stories as we reflect on them. We go back to them that, that like, it's, oh, I never thought about that, or I didn't know that. So one thing, I think, Jay, you made mention of it, uh, you, you talked about the rocks that David picked up, is most people think of as little, little... Pebbles, tiny things, the ones and you skip across. The and you said, 
size of baseballs. Sure. Like, those are big rocks. Those are big rocks. And, you know, again, sometimes... I don't know what your frame of reference is for the story. Uh, it depends on how you grew up and who told you the story and what they made as, as an important thing for me. Um, as I've studied it, what I find out is a sling was was a thing that most shepherds had. Like, that was a tool they used. It wasn't just like, he, like oh, man, I'm going to academy and buy me a slingshot today. That was one of the tools that they used because they could they could throw it and, and they had to become really accurate. The fact that David was a good shepherd. And there was so much, again, in these stories, we're hitting high, high points of the waves here. There were so many times you could just stop and preach weeks of sermons just on David and Goliath, right? The fact that he is, again, a type of Christ, okay? So he's a good shepherd. They're, they're made mention, and we glossed over it in 30 seconds. The fact that he is shepherding his father's flock, mm. but before he leaves them to come, it says, and it makes, makes a point because all the details of the story matter, that he gave the flock to somebody to give watch care over them while he went and fought Goliath. Mm-hmm. Guys, that, that's a big deal. Yes. Like even in fact of typology, that somebody he gave watch care over to somebody else to go finish the job that his that his dad was tasking him to do that was going to be even way bigger than anything else. There's so many intricacies mm. And, mm. and details that even still tie mm. to us as pastors today, that the good shepherd has trusted the flock to us to give watch care that one day he's going to return. And all that we can understand is even after it was over, after... He carries Goliath's head even after he takes all of Goliath's armor and puts it in his tent. <laughs> he went back to the flock, and he went and picked back up the job that he had before because David was a good shepherd. That's mm. right. Um, but yeah, to the point that, yeah. that those those rocks were consistent with the slings that they would use because they had to kill the bears and the lions. The fact that he grabbed him by the beard and punched him in the face <laughs> is an also a great detail for me as well. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Uh <laughs> you know, and so I mean, I think the fact that you just said that brings up a, a really, a really interesting thing because you also pointed this out on Sunday that most of us, as we look at the story of of David, um, like we would we would, if we're applying that to our lives, we see ourselves like we try to fit ourselves into the the spot of David, hmm. and you like completely reframe that on Sunday, hmm. you know, with what you just said right now, like you know, if we're to look at that, um, you know. In, in proper context, like like David represents Jesus, like mm-hmm. this is the Christ type here, and uh, and and if anything, like you said, we're the we're the scared Israelites hmm. um, that are you know kind of cowarding behind I, the, behind mm-hmm. the battle line there. So um, so again, I think you know these it, these are just really helpful reframes. Yeah, uh, sure for well, us for you guys, like um, the the guys in this room. For for you guys, when you think through it, like what what was the day for you whenever, whenever you, you understood that the story of David and Goliath, the account of David and Goliath, was was more than you know us being able to face our giants and, and in the strength of God, but it was it was this beautiful picture of mm-hmm. in our most dark and and fearful moment, God God sent somebody that was going to to not only be there. Mm-hmm. But to kill what was what was scaring us mm-hmm. wasn't mm-hmm. just going to keep it away or at bay for a little while, but to destroy it and to give freedom from from the oppression and the fear that was there. When was that for you guys? I was in ministry. Hmm. I, I was a, I was a student pastor, um, and I remember just the shift in frame for me through all of Scripture because mm-hmm. so many times in churches mm-hmm. we teach morality. Hmm. Right. And so, um, like, just it's not a bad thing. We sure. want we want these good. Yeah, morality things. is good. Morality right? is good. 
but um, that but there's a bigger picture there, mm-hmm. and uh, a much more important picture, I think. Um, and so I just remember, um, I can't I can't remember exactly what it was, but because because some other stories as I as I taught through this book, other stories mm-hmm. I began to see those glimpses and caused me to kind of relook at at things, um, just just as a as a pastor, mm-hmm. um, and. When you hit when you hit those moments, you hit, you really have to think about um, the things that we typically lean on is something that someone else mm. who we respect mm-hmm. taught us, right? right? And right. Um, but once again, like we we want to be a people. We're, we're not here to submit to other people's teachings, but we want to right. submit to the Word. That's yeah. Right. And so so when the when as you study the Word, it brings about this this whole idea of. If there's a bigger, there's a bigger picture. There's a bigger story that God's trying to tell mm-hmm. here than, hey, be a be a strong warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember student ministry that that began to shift, um, and I was probably, I'm gonna say, I was probably ten years into ministry. Yeah, where I would have taught this story mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> through yeah. through the lens of, well, I'm sure I have. Hey, right, more yeah. than once. Sure. Like, and it's, and even I would, I would probably spiritualize it a little more. Um, to make David, um, like he relied on the strength of God. Yep. Right. You know, it wasn't, he was the mighty warrior. It was that he, so we can be like David and rely on God. Right. And so it was a progressive thing for me, but I think all of us, our natural tendency is to find ourselves in the story. Right. Right. Anytime we read anything, like even just a novel or a book, Mm -hmm. you know, you're like trying to identify where you would fall in the and we all want to fit ourselves in the, the hero. hero. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> and we think we would be the hero. And, and the Bible's different. And then it's kind of the the hero throughout the whole thread of it. Mm-hmm. And every story, he's always the hero. And and so you, it, it's just it, it takes some discipline, I think, and some real intentionality to pull ourselves out of that tendency to say okay, how do I become that? Or how do I mm-hmm. grow in that? No, it's not really about what you're becoming Sure. in this story. It's about who he is. That's right. And the work that, mm-hmm. you know, the work that he's done on the cross, that's the most important part of the story, that's not right. how you can improve. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I, I remember, mm-hmm. that's right. um, I remember hearing the story growing up and I remember hearing it through children's days and student ministry days. And I, I remember, I mean, I, I just, I just wanted to be David. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to be that guy. But for me, it was uh, a seminary Old Testament survey class when the professor slowed down a little bit when we got to this part, and he made the statement, you are not David. <laughs> whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait yeah. a minute. I've always been David. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it was a moment where I'm not really sure I heard the rest of the class, Yeah, but I was stuck you. in that moment yeah. of I am not who I thought I was. Mm. And isn't that true of life today? Mm-hmm. We're, we're, in my brokenness, I think I'm all that. Yeah. But right. in the truth of it all is I am a scared, fearful That's right. Israelite. Yeah. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. For for us, though, I, I, all right, so if, if somebody's listening to this or they're trying to sort through this in their mind, or maybe they heard that comment on Sunday that, you know, we are not David in this in this scenario, is it wrong for us to look at David and say, I want to... I want to believe the way that he believed. I want to. I want to to be faithful the way that he was faithful. I want to be bold in the way that he was bold. I want, I want to stand and fight the way that he fought. Like, is mm-hmm. that wrong? 
What would you say? I, I don't think so. Mm-mm. Right. I, I mean, like, so... I, I'm just trying to sort several thoughts and put it all together right here. <laughs> I, I think... I think we are in the story, but the problem is, is we get too narrow in it, right? right? And so instead of trying to insert ourselves into the story of David and like, and going with the typology, let's insert ourselves in the bigger picture that there's, there's a God who um, created us and is for his glory and we are to be Mm -hmm. image bearers, but we're all fallen. And, Mm -hmm. And so it is that story and we're a we're part of this. And, and so this, this bigger story of the Bible, not just the story of mm-hmm. David, but the bigger por- story of the Bible is, is to show us that there's a God who has provided a way for us to be in right relationship uh-huh. with him, to be redeemed uh, through his son, Jesus. And so, so no, as I look at this and know that, hmm. then he, I believe he also is communicating, here's, here's some examples of what it looks like to walk in faith. Uh-huh. Um, here's some, here's some, here's some other believers. I, I, th- I think about Romans. Nope. I get too, too big. Seven. It's Hebrews, uh, the great, great cloud of witnesses. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Hebrews 11. so like you've got this, you got this picture there where he paints that like this whole hall of fame of faith That's right. of this is what it looks like to walk as a believer mm-hmm. and to display these qualities. And so, so as we look through this, we ought to look at these people and go, I think it ought to cause us to look at our own life and our own mm-hmm. heart and go, what What do I believe? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do I place my trust in? What do I place my yeah. faith in? Well, um, what does it look what, like to be like them? I'm sorry, Mike. No, it's okay. Go ahead. You sure? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> are, you, are you mad at me? <laughs> your paper, rock, scissors, for No. Um, it, it, when we throw pl- this bottle of water. <laughs> <you> know, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> when we look at these people, I mean, these heroes, hmm. You look at David, and we want to be like David. Well, it's not that we want to be like the brave, courageous guy who's going out to face the giant. Mm-hmm. What we want to have is his heart and his posture, That's right. mm-hmm. which was clearly That's right. stated in 46, which I would don't have my glasses on, but I'm going to do the best I can. It says, This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head, all the dead bodies, and the the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there's a God of Israel and that all this assembly may know that the Lord saves, mm-hmm. not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. So he clearly, in that phrase right there, it was all about God being the hero. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, and him being known. And him being known, right. him being famous, his name going forth. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about what's our role as we find our as we find connection to the people in the characters in the story, well, that's what we want to be like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We want to have that posture. Yeah. And the whole reason I bring it up, I, I don't want somebody to say, well, oh, well, he told me I'm not David. I, so for the history of the Bible, I can't put myself in David's shoes or be right. like him or, or desire those things. No, I think, I think there's so many things about David's life. We, mm-hmm. we want to be a man or a woman after God's own heart. We, Absolutely. we want to pray like David, Lord, if there's anything wicked in me, show it to me that, that I may walk in your way in the way everlasting. Yep. Right. So so don't don't hear that, but it, particularly in this account, this mm-hmm. story that shapes our faith, if we're looking at it in typology and typologically, the, Jesus is pointing to David is pointing to Jesus here. And mm-hmm. and we would be the Israelites because right. in the fearful side of before the death of the enemy, after the death of the enemy, everything changes. So right. the those scared Israelites are no longer scared. They are victorious and they're fired up and they're mm-hmm. ready and they 
they go and literally take all that the enemy has stolen mm-hmm. from them. But there, there are so many characteristics of his life. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he did some crazy, dumb stuff. But like there was, us. Some, yeah, just like yeah. us. <laughs> but, but there's, there's this tendency in me, man. I, I do. I want to grow in those characteristics. But the tendency in me is, I want to be the hero. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I want to be somebody that somebody notices and pats them on the back and praises them. And, and look, we, we do the same thing when it comes to Scripture. You know, and there, there's one hero in Scripture, yeah. and, and, and it is not me. And uh, I, I think man, we, we do. We truly want to grow in all those characteristics, but we have to be very, very careful about who we put out there as the king of our lives. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hey, to, so really, even in this story, David's not the hero. Like God, he he's relying on God, mm-hmm. and God is the one that allows yeah, the right. giant to that's fall. Right. So it's still there. So yeah. you're right. I like it. Mike's been trying to talk for 14 Mike, seconds. Would you please <laughs> say something? You got to be fast. Hey, I've been trying to say something. What are you talking about? I mean, <laughs> actually, come on. Do you want to be here, Mike? What I'm sitting over there. What? <laughs> what I have to say is actually kind of irrelevant now because we've gone. <laughs> we're still in California. So different places. Um, it was what I was going to say before you you talked, Mark. But you satisfied it. Was, it. it was a no. It's just another illustration, I think, to 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 say you know that you know we're because we actually had conversation in our life group um, about you know it, as we look at the life of David and even leading up to this point, we see so many ways in which God prepared him. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. being a shepherd, um, confronting lions and. Mm-hmm. Bears and, and bears and yeah, and uh, <laughs> punching them in the face, you know, all those things. Uh, but we, we had a conversation around how, <laughs> how uh, you know, God does the same for us. Like, you know, there, yeah. there's nothing wasted. Come there's on. no trial that we walk through. There's no, uh, there's no mountain that we, we climb, you know, all those things. Uh, every circumstance that God, uh, God is building in us in preparing us for mm-hmm. the task that he has and the mission mm-hmm. that, that he's he's laid before us. And so, um, you know, in that way, I think we do glean from the life yeah. of David and we mm-hmm. can, we can relate to David and, mm-hmm. and preach Mike, but I'll preach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there you have it. Good that stuff. was, that was my two cents. I won't that throw my great. water. I'm so glad you said that. Wow. Thank um, you. <laughs> for the comment or not throwing the water not throwing water. Uh, no no I think he was being patronizing this no that was not um, Mark never so, <laughs> um, so, um, so I wonder I want to I want to make mention because you, you said uh, Josh when we were talking before before we hit record um, before the other stuff before we hit record um, <laughs> oh boy uh, you were talking about something that you almost riffed on Sunday. Like you yeah, almost riffing's never good. But yeah, almost. but you thought better of it in the moment. Uh, but it sounded pretty good when you talked about it in the room. Sure, in this room, not not on Sunday room. Um, yeah. So all right. So Sunday, this past Sunday, it's June nineteenth, right? And that's uh, it is Juneteenth. And although um, I think two thousand twenty one was the year that it became a federal holiday, which I think is right. Um, Juneteenth has been celebrated long, 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 long before. Before 2021, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Juneteenth is is the day that um, all slaves in the United States found out that they were free. That is not the day that they were freed. Um, that day happened um, almost two and a half years prior to that. So the Emancipation Proclamation, Abraham Lincoln, January 1, 1863, uh, stands up and gives the Emancipation Proclamation saying that all slaves are free. Well, 
there were certain slave owners and certain slave owned states they lived in who would say, well, I, I don't, I don't want them to be free. And if I don't tell them they're free, then they won't know that they're free. So they didn't, they withheld that information. And even though they were technically free, legally, they were free. They weren't because they didn't know that they were. So this Union Army comes into Galveston, Texas, um, June 19th, 1865, and finds out that they're still slaves being held by these slave owners. And they start asking the question, why aren't you, why, why are you still a slave? And they said, well, what are you talking about? We're not free. He goes, hasn't anyone told you? You, you were free January, uh, January 1, 1863. So there was this celebration that breaks out not because they were freed on that day, but because somebody came in and told them Hmm. of the freedom that they had had for two and a half years. Now, I'm sure there was some anger that went along with that and and some some rightful anger that how how dare you keep us when all that to say they weren't freed on that day. Going back to this text, for these people and and, and their freedom, like so these Israelites who who were terrified, the the moment they find out that they are free, when when David comes and kills Goliath, the enemy who stands before them, who who the enemy is the one who made made the the proclamation, who made the the taunt. Look, I'm I'm going outside the bounds of typical warfare here. It's one on one, winner takes all. Mm-hmm. You kill me, we'll be your slave. I kill you, you're going to be our slave. David holds up that head after he's killed Goliath. David David shows the victory that's there, and everything changes for the people of God in the same way that in a similar way for for those who who were affected in 1865 on that day June 19th they found out they were free but they were free before that mm-hmm. and guys there's still people in this world like to bring this to the spiritual realm there's still people in this world who believe that the enemy still has control over their life and there's no way they can get away from it mm-hmm. right so so the fear was Goliath was unbeatable. I mean, like everything about him, he was bigger, he was stronger. And even if even if he was not just big and strong, he had armor that protected all of his body except just around his eyes and his forehead. Like there was no way they were going to kill him. So they were absolutely terrified about everything. And, and in their head, we're always going to be a slave to these Philistines. Oh no, what is life going to be like? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Death goes to the Philistine because of one rock that David slung, mm-hmm. and God's grace kills the Goliath and cuts off his head and holds it up. Well, in that moment, now they're free. So for us, as we go take back in victory what the Lord has, has, has freed us from, yep. we proclaim that victory That's to right. those who are still stuck mm-hmm. in slavery. Mm-hmm. They don't know they can be free. They don't know that there is life outside of the bondage mm-hmm. of slavery and sin and so we get a chance to go and proclaim that good news. So I don't know what it was like for that army to come into Galveston on that day, but I can just imagine the sense of satisfaction uh, and enjoyment to know that just because of news that they shared, just news, that's all it was, mm-hmm. news that they shared gave life to people. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. have the opportunity to do that for an eternity to come, mm-hmm. that we have a chance just to give news that, that the enemy has already been defeated through the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And in that news, we see people move from death to life. So um, I didn't want to riff on Sunday, uh, but that <laughs> that was a spark in my head. Well, I was if like, you would have said it like that, that, you'd have been safe. Yeah, but yeah. riffing, you never know. It's never good. Riffing's yeah, actually never good. Nail it. But that was, that's exactly right. And that and that's so encouraging, even from a missional perspective of, and the urgency mm-hmm. and the joy of my job. I'm just going to places where people are held, held captive. Right. And we have the opportunity to do nothing to do nothing but just go proclaim truth. 
and let the work of the gospel as we proclaim truth and let the Holy Spirit work through that to give people freedom. We are telling them yeah. news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not doing it. We're not saving them. That's right. We're not fixing right. it. We're not making it better. I'm just telling you, man, Jesus, Jesus killed that Goliath. Right. He killed that enemy who's holding you captive right now. You think he is, but he's not. You're free. 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 It's good news. Mm. Good news of the gospel. That's why it's called good news. Love it. And it's good. Yeah, man. As I think through Sunday, um, and I think through this account, right? So, so for us, it, it's never just on one day. We're always thinking through this and and sorting it out. I always wonder because a lot of times we put ourselves in the in the hero seat. We talked about it. Um, you know, there was a there was a pretty handsome reward for the victor, particularly if Saul, who was the king of Israel, and he was completely loaded, had a, had a ton of money, a ton of resources, and and David knew what what some of that 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 winning was going to be but the fact that he chose to go a different route uh-huh. like he didn't he didn't do it for the money he didn't do it for the fame he didn't do it for the daughters of of Saul he did it because god the god he loved the yahweh was was being defamed uh-huh. and he he stood on that premise uh-huh. before anything else uh-huh. right all right so so in my mind Here's the question that I have to ask myself, and it's a sobering question, and I think it's fair for us all to ask ourselves every single day. Am I in this fight, and I'll use that analogy fight, this fight of being salt and light in this world that is getting darker and decaying more and more every day, am I doing it to get something or because I already have something, okay? Am I doing it because I believe that by doing this, I'm going to get something because God's going to be proud of me or, or because I'm going to deserve something after it's over because I've stood firm, I've, I've, I've fought the good fight? Or like David did, am I fighting this fight? Am, am I standing on the principles that I have because the God I love, the God that I already have by his grace is being defamed by this world, and I'm standing on that premise that I want I want the world to know him and his goodness and his love. Somebody may not even meaning to defame him, right? So I, I hear my friends, some of my friends who would say, God is not good, right? So, I mean, that's not even a defaming statement. That's a true heartfelt something happened in their life. Mm-hmm. They're hurt. God's not good. If God were good, then this. But it hurts me because I know he is. I've tasted and I've seen that he is good. And so there's something in me that says, oh, I'm so sorry you had that experience. But would you give it another taste? Would you, would you just try it a different way? Because I just, I want you to, Apostle Paul says it this way, I want you to feel what I feel. And I don't know if I could get to where Apostle Paul is. I want to be there. Mm-hmm. He would say, I wish I could be accursed to be cut off from the, from the relationship that I have with the Father, if you would just experience mm-hmm. what I have. I wish I could get there. I don't know if I'm there. But, but the fact that, man, there are people in this world who, who, who they have been hurt in some way or they, they, they feel some kind of way because of something that happened. I just I want them to love him, mm-hmm. not because I think God is going to be happy with me and give me things. Man, I just, I just want him to love him for his mm-hmm. glory. And, and there are days that, that that's true. Like today, that would be true. But maybe tomorrow it would be out of, man, I hope God sees me do this and he's happy with me and he gives me hmm. something good. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Do y'all ever struggle with that? <clears throat> nope. Am I the only one? Yep. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'd say uh, that's, uh, that's probably a pretty common struggle. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. For that's preachers, is that a struggle? True. Because some people may believe that's not true for us. Hmm. Yeah. 
that's absolutely true for us. Hmm. Oh, heck yep. yeah. Yep. It, it, and it comes out. Oh, man, I haven't really talked about this out loud since I got back from family camp with my family. But mm. but it comes out in the way we parent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, the, the way um, we try to move our kids toward behavior change um, rather than heart change, mm-hmm. you know, and what's, I, I think that's where it surfaces for me. Um, I, I still have the subtle feeling that I can do something to, f- so that God finds more pleasure in me mm-hmm. or that I can do something where he would reject me. Yeah. He still loves me, but there's, I'm, I'm less safe with him based on my behavior or I'm less acceptable to him. Um, it's scary to go there um, because it, it feels like you're minimizing or enabling bad behavior to continue. But where I see myself really reveal what I feel is how I parent my kids out of pressure, mm-hmm. out of fear to cause fear in them or to cause pressure in them to shift behavior. Mm-hmm. When at the end of the day, I, even if it takes longer, I want their hearts to be Come softened <laughs> for the Lord. And that's where I want Jordan and John Mason and Callan. I want them to have soft hearts, tender hearts that love Jesus way more than I want them to stop being mean to each other. Yeah. Hmm. But you want them to stop being but mean. But I do to want them to stop. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. You want you want the but why. It, if but I'm, if, if I'm thumb down every time I see it, pressure, pressure, stop threaten, mm-hmm. even manipulate, cause shame, cause fear, if that gets a quicker result, man, I I will tend to want to use that. I'm only laughing mm-hmm. because that was last night at dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Do you think that I, was a good idea? You see me laughing? <laughs> Sheesh. I'm a terrible dad. Hey, can I, can I throw a question out yes. there real quick? So, sure. you know, talking about this whole idea of David's upset that Goliath is defaming God. Mm-hmm. I know in, in life group and then several other times uh, over the last couple of days, people have talked about the fact that when they they see God's name being defamed, they, they know they need to step in in some way. But what what do I do? It, it was a question. Yeah. So Y'all, let's throw let's a maybe, stone at him. Yeah, uh, throw Hit him a, in the face. Throw a baseball well, and, and, and a lot of like at least in our life group, like, a lot of, that, by the beard a lot of context <laughs> centered around like social media engagement, and you know where people tend to be like they tend to say and do things on social media that they would never say and do in other right other places. Um, Correct, and I think you you know, and you see people spew a lot of hatred mm-hmm. in the name of defending God's mm-hmm. fame, right. you know, right. and. Uh, um, and and so I think you know a lot mm-hmm. of our conversation, at least in that context, yes. centered around some of that. Yes. So any any thoughts on what are some ways to really step into that? Mm. Yeah. So I think this this is again riffing off, off the top of my head, <laughs> but in the same way that that we're not David, they're not Goliath. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So so for us to look at them yeah. and make them the enemy would be a wrong hermeneutical lens yeah. to, to view them. That's good. In the same way that we're the fearful Israelites, they are, they're the 
fearful and or arrogant, because I think that would play on both sides, Israelite right. and, and mm-hmm. Philistine, That's right. that, that they are not the enemy. The enemy is the enemy. And in the same way that, that David is the type of Christ, that, that I would say that if you read this rightly, that Goliath is the type of, of Satan or the Antichrist, mm-hmm. to, to be even better put, right? And so as Christ has fought the enemy and killed him, it is our job to then go in the, the victory of, of our king, right? So there's, mm-hmm. there's some things that um, if, all right, so for the engagement, right? So social media, do you have to be the, the, the keyboard warrior mm-hmm. for the glory of God? <laughs> I don't think so. Right. right. Um, I think instead of firing off a comment, because I don't think people are going to be drawn to repentance because you came up with a pithy statement to mm-hmm. get them. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think some of the best thing we can do is click the unfollow button or the unmute button or don't type in www.facebook.com or twitter.com or Instagram or face page, whatever it is, like whatever the, the, the thing is, stay away from that yeah. because we do live in the right now and not yet. The enemy has been defeated, but the war is still going on. There's going to be one day where we don't have to strive in that, but that day hadn't come yet. That's right. And so that, that would be my mm-hmm. instance to remember mm. in the same way we're not David, they're not Goliath. Yeah, that's, right. that's, yeah. A, that's a great line. I love that one. And and our job is to proclaim truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the truth is the gospel. Yep. Not to right. out-argue, convince. It, to, it, it's, it's, we're just going to present truth of the gospel. And, mm-hmm. well, and, I, yeah. that's, that's, and I think yeah. approaching it in that way allows us to uh, to to engage in a way that isn't combative. Mm-hmm. It's not angry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's filled with grace mm-hmm. and love toward those that we're trying to communicate to. Um, because I, I think that's the trap many times we fall into. It's like, I have to, you know, I have to, I have to be angry about this, and I have mm-hmm. to, you know, I have to see you as as the enemy. And and frankly, I think culture tries to paint everyone that way. Sure, like, mm-hmm. culture is, is pitting everyone against everyone else. Like oh, you sorry. can't, like if you don't agree with me, like there's no middle ground. Like you're right. either for me, you're you're against me. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think again to to it allows us when we see it through that frame, that lens, it allows yep. us to engage mm-hmm. in a way that's that's full of grace and love. Oh, man. It's a great truth. opportunity also just to lean in to what the Holy Spirit is telling us to do. Yes, right. You know, the, the thing is, I think somebody made the comment Sunday morning that, that we don't have to engage everything. Right. But at the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Being led by the Spirit. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You step into those things, mm-hmm. and, and the promise is the Holy Spirit's going to guide that because he's asking you to step into that and give you the words or whatever it is that you need. So, And, and that's just a reminder that every day we've got to stay connected to God's Word. Oh, we've so got good. to be deep in prayer. We've got, to, we've got to give the Holy Spirit time to do what the Holy Spirit does mm-hmm. instead of just reacting. Uh, we've got to be proactive in the things that God's called us to do. Right. Because if you're... This this is could devolve into a whole different podcast for a whole other reason. <laughs> but like as as I talk to people and counsel people, and I even find myself doing it. Like when people get spun up and they're mad at certain things, right? So the question is, okay, where did you decide you needed to fight for this? Hmm. Okay, so if they would say, well, this is a core value I've always had, and I've always had a problem with this, or is it because I read an article this week that came from? Fox News or CNN or a post that somebody had. Wait, wait. So you're telling me you weren't fighting mad 
until you read that post. Okay. Now I get it. We, we can have an opinion and the world is crazy. And that is a form of news. But why do you think they even wrote that article? Mm-hmm. Why do you think that that news organization wrote it with that slant? Because they want you spun up. Now, to be clear, let me be 100% clear on this podcast. I would say it to a room full of people in church. There is no Christian news organization. There is nothing that we should look at and say, that is our news organization. Mm-hmm. I believe that it is all bent mm-hmm. in sin. Okay, And there is a power in the prince of this age, and his name is the great accuser. Mm-hmm. He wants us to fight. He wants us to be not unified. Mm-hmm. And so if we are only spun up because of the things that we're mm-hmm. reading, here, here would be a great test for us. Cut it off. Don't, don't read social media for a day. Don't read any news for the day. Spend time with the people that you do life with. Spend time in the Word and spend time in prayer. And That's just good. see if you are just as angry as you were the day mm-hmm. before. That's so good. Because mm-hmm. if, if you are, then, then great. Maybe, maybe that's something that is right in you, right. like righteous anger. But if you're not, then don't, you're being puppeted. Mm-hmm. Because all you're doing is you're biting the hook with the bait on it every single day. That's not what God called us to do. There's a bigger narrative at play, and we are going to get hit. Mm-hmm. We're, going, we're going to get chased. We're going to get devoured. Mm-hmm. But we don't have to fear that because God's overcome the world. Man, don't don't bite don't bite the bait. It, get short sighted. It's, it's definitely misplaced emotional energy. Yes. Uh. Um, and when we know that there's however many billion have never heard the name of Jesus, and you you know the urgency of what God has called us to do, but yet what ramps up in this mm. every time we read that stuff is just an emotional reaction Hmm. that can really grip and distract and stall us out Mm -hmm. of staying, keeping our eye on the mission. That's right. Yeah. They're not the enemy. That's right. The enemy is the enemy. Hmm. If you view them as the enemy, you're going to try to kill them and not love them. Hmm. The the picture that came to mind, if they're not Goliath, Mm -hmm. then that means they're one of the Israelites alongside us. Mm -hmm. And I can imagine in that moment, where David held up the head, that there may be still somebody sitting there going, I don't, I don't know if I can run. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I can go into this. Mm. And so our job is to come alongside and say, Hey, let's, let's do this. Like, let's go come toward on. the mission. Come let's, on. let's go together. Um, and, I, and I think, I think, you know, social media gets us so fouled up and I would, I would encourage you that if it's someone, you know, that, gets you riled up for mm-hmm. whatever reason to not engage it on social media, but mm-hmm. to, to invest in that relationship. That's right. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. to, to spend some time with them over a cup of coffee or across lunch or something and be able to just talk heart to heart instead of, um, be, being an accuser mm. and in the, in the camp of the accuser on, on social media, like mm-hmm. instead to, that's right. To know and be known. Yep. And, yeah, pursue that. Guys, great conversation today. Um, I think we're just about out of time, but uh, we've got two more weeks of this series, and so um, it ends on July 3rd. And so, uh, But this Sunday, Rahab and Jericho, that's the story we're covering. And then on the final week, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yes, Shadrach and, the- and Benny. 
fiery furnace. We're gonna do. So, we're just gonna play the VeggieTales video and then call it a day. <laughs> which actually was really entertaining, really good. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Hey, boss. Yeah. Didn't we throw three guys in there? <laughs> Wires there for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Such a yes. Idea. Old VeggieTales. Um, this were actually really well done, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> They're quite entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, hey guys, always good discussion. Thank you for uh, for joining today. Looking forward to next week. And uh, until then, have a good one. It's great. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you. Guys. Love you. See you guys. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others and don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at my Broadmoor. Thanks for listening.